0: You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network.
1: Hi, and welcome to the Compass, the podcast documenting the struggles of life as an artist. I'm Leah Walsh. My guest today is Camby Gadesha. Camby is an actor and dancer. We just missed each other at Juilliard. He graduated right before I started, but we've met a few times through mutual friends. Most recently, at a reading directed by one of his classmates. I found his energy in the room to be so wonderful and generous, and I knew I wanted to get to know him better and hear about what he's been doing and how he approaches being an artist in New York City. I'm really glad I had the opportunity to talk with him. I hope you enjoy the 43rd episode of The Compass.
0: Um... I guess right off the bat, the thing that comes to my head is maybe it's a classic artist thing, but uh, basic self-doubt. Um, the Maybe it's like a classic thing of just wondering, you know, uh, will I ever get to that sort of brass ring, that uh, w- whether it's made up or not? You know, like, will I ever get there? Um, and then also, will I ever get to a point where I can kind of be secure in my expression, if that makes sense? You know, will I get to a point where um, I won't sort of have that relationship to my art where it's, you know, wanting to be liked or wanting to be accepted or wanting to be brought into this or that. Um, I think I, I really, it's interesting, I, I've i been really nostalgic this past year for when I was younger prior to training, because I think what I had that I don't have as much anymore is that sense of, like, unrestricted play. Yeah. And I really miss that, you know um, I think there's something really beautiful about Not knowing what you're doing um, And because of that Really being unafraid to like Go to those edges, go to those places And um, I think Once training happens, I think The underside of that is you create Whether it's your your fault or not Maybe it's bad language, but like um, I don't know, you create these parameters For yourself, so I think Yeah, yeah, all of that yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah oh yeah absolutely and and it's interesting because i mean i i and i've talked with friends who have i've gone through that experience with i think for for me and people like me who were at school directly out of high school part of what makes that challenging is that you're also so uh so impressionable you're at such a formative age and i and i also think interestingly you're you're at that age where your relationship to school and to the people who are working with you is like teacher student and so there's this like desire to please and to want to you know figure it out so i think that was also a, a, a part of that double edged sort of training for me at least you know yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so what kinds of things do you do to try to avoid being in that place um so well it's, it's the, the the best piece of advice that i got re- recently that I, it has helped a lot I, I was uh at that place where i think a lot of actors find themselves where i wasn't auditioning and i wasn't you know in a show and i was doing like the things you have to do you know to survive in in new york and uh this uh, playwright that goes to my gym you know said you should take a, an acting class and her reasoning now makes total sense i think at the time i didn't you know i wasn't ready to hear it, but she says you know when you're not in a show and you're not um Creating it can be very easy to lose sight of of who you are and your purpose and and so I gave it a shot and and almost within a day I mean I, it's just just all those like artistic like questions that that I had and like like you know because I feel like there are different sort of um, goals and like pursuits that that artists have there's like the material right like you want to make it you know there's the all that other stuff but then there's also that like uh kernel which is like I really want to keep exploring my art and doing that and there's just something about Putting myself in situations where I can practice, which you know, really gets me out of my own way, um, and and it does get me kind of closer to that sense of joy. And and actually, ironically, something I didn't expect, it makes the rest of my life actually much more enjoyable. I become a lot less resentful, you know, uh, of you know what I don't have or, or or what have you. You know, there's something about it that gets me back to a place where not only can I give more to what I. Do, do, I feel like I can give more to other parts of my life, you know. Yeah, totally. So you're an actor and a dancer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. How did you get involved with dance? Is that a sort of Part of your life? Uh, y- yes. Um. Uh, in different stages. Uh, I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I come from a culture where you know, music and dance is like just a, a part of your life. You know, like um, uh, it's just. Anyway, every everybody dances or or just it's just a part of you know like like our culture. So like I always did it and I always loved it. And then it was it's funny because when I first fell in love with the arts, I was about thirteen, fourteen, where I was really like, oh, this is something. I don't know what it is, but it's something. But what I fell in love with is musical theater, and I didn't really get that there were plays and like where you primarily talked. <laughs> like I was like, oh, you talk and you break out into song and then you dance and like. So, so that's what I saw and that's, that's what I fell in love with. And so naturally I was just like, Oh, like I got you know, let me get my butt in like dance class and, and whatever, so I did that, and then um, as I got more serious about it, I went to a high school that had like a very strong arts program. Uh, lived in a town that had really great arts resources, and just followed the theater trajectory. Um, and then uh, through a series of many, many uh, turns and and uh, what have you, I actually stopped acting after finishing Juilliard, um, and I danced, became a dancer and a choreographer, and did that for uh, about. Eight years, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then transitioned back into acting. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And so you're focusing more on acting. You know, yeah. Kind of a big mixture of things. Yeah. I mean, I th- I think I'm I'm interested in um, I I'm interested. One of the things I'm interested in is really kind of breaking down those barriers so 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 for example um in in one of the the genres of dance that that i do which is you know which is hip-hop and kind of like loosely associated styles it was interesting because i got to a point where i i had all this training like i had training in like west african dance and jazz and hip-hop and all this stuff and i realized that i never felt comfortable like in one genre like i always felt more like myself where i could kind of be out of a box and and so i think i'm interested now in following that theme um and uh and thinking of and you know and seeing you know what happens if I just consider myself a mover or what happens um you know if I don't have those labels and and now that I'm older and I'm not 17 uh, <laughs> I'm I'm more in my body than I used to be you know um so I'm interested in bringing kind of that experience as a mover to text um you know and kind of just seeing what happens you know so I, I'm in this like weird place of just like. Uh, play and just you know which is exciting um, and and daunting also cuz it's 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 kind of the first time in a while I've said you know let me just kind of see what happens you know yeah yeah, Amazing. yeah. so what is the role been in um
1: in your life post Juilliard of creating your own work versus working within the
0: system oh it's been huge um it's it's a uh, oof yeah it's been it, it's been not only has it been one of the main things that um i've focused on doing um it's actually one of the things that ironically led me back into theater and um uh and kind of to like such like a a, a deeper place i mean i initially got the i i never understood the whole concept of artists doing their own work um i and it might be weird to say but i remember you know, finishing school and being like, "Oh, you audition, you get an agent like that like i that was the trajectory that yeah, I understood. You have your enterprise yeah, Prize, exactly oh yeah you, you know <laughs> what, what was it well, uh, it was uh you know i'm going to work in a restaurant for two years <laughs> and i'm going to buy my mom a house yeah. after the Broadway contract. <laughs> that was like totally the trajectory that I had and and um you know, and I was you know at a very, very interesting place uh when when I finished school where um I think, uh, I mean, there's a lot that I could say about my experience. I think one of the things uh, that happened was I really did lose sight of, like, I always tell people that um, over the course of Juilliard, I forgot why I was there. And kind of lost sight of what I was doing Or why I was there And then it was really the time I spent afterwards As like a really still a kid Like barely twenty, twenty one, Really trying to kind of put pieces back together And figure stuff out That I really got a chance to be exposed to like a whole new world And that's in a way what dance gave me Was like a new kind of lease on life And so just, you know, going into a studio And playing around with choreography And then, you know, uh, from there Saying, oh Like I want to make something a bit more significant and playing around with like stories and playing around with text and a whole list of things. So I've spent a lot of time creating my own work as a way of maybe not consciously, but like trying to kind of because I spent so much time at Juilliard feeling like I had to fit into other identities and boxes. And so spending time outside of it being like, well, who do I who do I think I am? Who do I want to be like? What makes sense? What doesn't And creating my own work movement? All that stuff kind of led me to. To, uh, much healthier places. <laughs> oh, yeah, I <laughs> you have know. so
1: much respect for like, my classmates who went to Juilliard right out of high school because I wouldn't have known mm-hmm. who I was or where. I, I went to undergrad first, so
0: I needed that time to like, grow up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Experiments. So that's, yeah, that's really interesting. It, 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 had it, those experiences flipped for you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's, and it, it's so funny because um, I, I never wanted to. As I'm, like, getting older, I'm like, I don't want to be that person that's just like, oh, if I could go back or whatever. But, you know, I... I, and I, and I, I don't. But like, I, I totally hear what you're saying. There is. And, and I think, you know, it's uh, it, it's it's almost it's not quite, but it's almost like I was like, you know, what like, you know, I've done I'm into a serious high school. I just want to do do my art. And it was like, oh, I'm going to go to Julia <laughs> like, It wasn't quite that, but it was pretty close to it, where it was like, I, you know, just want to do my art, man. You know, I don't want to, you know, have biology in college and. All this, you know. I want to live in New York City, you know, and and so yes, I I now I'm like, there there there's such I think such value in in being allowed to just kind of you know play and like not that undergrads are aimless, but you're at a point where you're allowed to kind of try new identities and you know try on different hats, and I think there's so much value in that, you know, because I basically feel like I went from high school to a grad program at seventeen. <laughs> Right. Basically, basically. So, where were you coming from? Where did you go to high school? Where did you grow up? Um, so, originally, I'm from Nairobi, Kenya. Um, and I lived in Saudi Arabia and Nairobi as a kid. And then um, we moved to the States. Uh, so, I finished middle school and high school in Maryland. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And so, when I tell people that trajectory, they're just like, oh. Uh, so, my standard answer is like, that's a beer conversation. What <laughs> 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 led me there? But uh, yeah, I wound up uh, finishing high school in Maryland. i haven't been back in in a long time i'm actually um planning on going back next year to see my grandmother uh me and my family she's uh i, I want to make sure i have time with her before she uh transitions yeah she's you know she, she's up there in age so yeah, yeah yeah i'm just so i'm curious of the i'm curious about how environment affects artists a lot so mm. I mean, yeah, 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 New York, and it's funny because I got to a point where I've I've been in New York since I was seventeen, eighteen. So I say in a lot of ways I've you know grown up, quote unquote, um, in New York. In that my most formative years um, have been here. Um, my growth, I think, from. Teenage adolescents to like young adults and now like adult, adult, <laughs> <laughs> adults, I mean, adult, adult. I know, I know. I'm uh, 30 plus, I claim it. You know what I mean? Has really been here. um, And, uh, it, Um, I did for many, many years. Um, and, um, you know, part of me uh, is, you know, still so infatuated with the city and, and its energy. And at the same time, I'm, I'm much more open now than I was in the past, you know? Um, and I I think as I open myself up to possibility, um, I get more excited about like, you know, not knowing and, you know, I'm like, oh, maybe, you know, will I find myself doing work in Nairobi? Um, you know, uh, The cliche: Will I go out to California? You know what I mean. So, so, so I'm I'm more more open than I was before. Yeah. yeah.
1: You've
0: done some teaching with ASTEP. Yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah. Teaching been a big part of your yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, for a while. Um, I actually thought that I was going to go back and get a PhD and teach. Um, One of the things that I did in my hiatus from acting after Juilliard was... uh, uh, Which is another thing that actually, incidentally, Dance gave me. um, Because it was... It was through dance that I first began to take my culture more seriously uh, and just like to to pay attention to my culture in like a much more serious way. And it's it's just really interesting that now that I'm kind of working on a dance project that I'm thinking about all those things. But dance, uh, it was through dance that I started working with kids. Um, it was through both within and outside of A-step and it was also through dance that I kind finally found kind of that, um, I don't even know what the word is, uh, found that, that, that catalyst to kind of start to bring different parts of my worlds together, of my world together and then initially i was like oh like you know i'm i i want to i want to teach african history um i was like you know maybe i'll work with kids and then i said oh ma- you know i want to study it more in depthly maybe i'll go back to school so i actually have been teaching on and off from 2005 to 20 mm, 2014 2015 yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so i've recently transitioned out of doing that um um as like a primary means of you know income and other th- other stuff yeah 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 I loved it. it away from the energy that you're trying to use on your own projects. I loved it. I I it was it, it was and it was totally one of those things where it's like, you know, there are seasons like for everything type of a thing. It came uh, at a point in my life where um, I, there there's just something there's just something so beautiful. But there was something so beautiful about sharing. And there was something like because it, what was interesting about teaching was that and it was like a total like beautiful circumstance where all of my teaching scenarios were about like teaching what i was falling in love with and teaching what i was so curious about and it was almost like what was so magical about it was like as i was discovering more about so basically with with dance what i fell in love with initially about dance was um all of the the New York dances, like you know, break dancing and like hip hop and like all those like styles. I remember not only was I fascinated by them as as an art as art forms and wanting to practice them and do them, but I was also fascinated because I was like, oh my gosh, they look just like dances we do back home in Kenya, or like they look like dances in like West Africa and blah blah blah. And so and so for me, it was this journey of like not only growing as a dancer and getting better at it, but kind of seeing the connection between that and like dances of like the African diaspora and then it was like oh wow i haven't lived in kenya since i was a kid and i have this longing to go back home so it was this like magical kind of like all these things coming together and there and so because i was in this state of being so excited about like the discovery it just kind of worked out beautifully that i was then tasked with like working with kids and it was and and what i was giving them was kind of like my excitement you know and so for a while i considered my work to be teaching um, you know and and the performing kind of just worked worked well because what i was primarily doing was concert dance when i transitioned when i paused from theater and trans- trans- transitioned into dance and just the, the the nature of concert dance in new york is such that like you can do things like uh, most of my friends who dance primarily will teach yoga or pilates or um, something else education related so it just kind of worked out beautifully yeah yeah Yeah, yeah, um, uh, pretty much, yeah, jump, jumping back or, or, or in a way kind of doing it for the first time, um, you know, all the stuff, you know, getting an agent, So and, and uh, do, yeah, getting an agent, joining the, exactly, getting joining the Actors Union and jumping back into that world, and then, um, you know, and I've been very fortunate, I mean, that was one of the, the things about, um, I, I was able to use my resources, like, from Juilliard and, like, um, elsewhere to kind of of find my way back into it um and you know kind of have been doing plays um uh workshopping new work um doing off-broadway stuff here in new york um some regional stuff as well so i've been doing that like pretty full-time since 2013 yeah 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 how does your family feel about you um having a life as an artist uh Oof. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, um, so, well, okay. <laughs> Well, I will say this. I'll, I'll start to answer it by saying this. The thing that, like, to this day makes me laugh out loud. Um, and my mom, it was totally harmless. My my cousin, one of my cousins whom I adore, had, like, just got her, I don't know what the degree is, uh, the DDS, like, for dentistry or something. And uh, it's an African family, so you have to, like, understand. My mom's sitting there. She's like, oh, Sheke just uh, got her the thing. She's going to be a dentist. Ah, six doctors in the family. Ah. And, like, it was like... <laughs> You know it was it was wild and it just like i know it's just like that. thanks mom you know what i mean and and it was wild like it was just so cute and harmless but that's like i tell people I'm like that's your answer <laughs> they you know what it's it's funny because um they i've always been kind of like the like the free spirit in in the family and um and there were markers along the way where they were just like okay like you know you're serious about it you know like fighting to do community theater when I was in high school and you know choosing that as like my primary thing kind of you know made them take notice Um, obviously getting into drama school uh, and uh, oh another funny story it was was hilarious Um, it was the summer in between senior year of high school and my first year at school where we were talking to relatives and you know getting getting ready to move to the city and what what did my mom say she was like I talked to auntie so-and-so and i told them where you're going and, and they go oh my god and she's like so juliet must be a good school <laughs> I, was like, I was like, yeah, yeah it's, it's all right um but um you know they you know my my mother especially both my parents um you know you want the standard things like they love me and they want me to be happy um i think coming from an immigrant family there also is that added weight of you don't want your kids to struggle and so i think it's been hard for uh my mom to see like not only the emotional up and downs of of things but like you know the financial ups and downs and and what have you, you know and 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 they worry you know and um and and i think the times where i am like you know oh yes i want that broadway contractor yes i want that hollywood film it's it's less about like me genuinely wanting well genuinely wanting it but it's more of like you know like i want i want you to relax mom like i want you to know that like i'm good you know yeah yeah yeah. exactly yeah 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 it's exactly it's 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 totally that it's like like they get that they understand that you know Mm -hmm. um and it would make them feel okay you know Um, my younger sister is a singer and a songwriter. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's in Maryland as well. Um, yeah, no, no, she's not too far away, and she's um, you know, she's yeah, younger than me. We're about six and a half years apart, and so she's uh, you know, finding kind of her way and and what have you. And it was really interesting because something that I didn't really get um when we were growing up, I didn't really understand. I a friend of mine. So we all went to the same high school. Me and my sister went to the same high school, and um, I was with did you a. Say it was an arts high school. It, it was. It was. It was. It, um, no, it was a. It might as well have been. It was just. It just had like a very, very, very strong arts program that was like uh, very well funded. I mean, you know, we would do plays. We did a musical review. We had the spring musical. We had like the uh, just this a lot, a lot of opportunities to to grow and like there are you know, and I. That's, like, really where... Some of my happiest memories from my teenage years um, in Maryland are wrapped up in those, like, four years that I spent doing, like, uh, the summer dinner theater, working in community theater during the school year, because I was... um, 14 and to work with other kids that were my peers but were very very serious um or even to work with like college students who were majoring in it and were doing this dinner theater like i was just this sponge i felt like like for four years i was just like sponge just like you know trying to learn from them and 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 what have you and um and yeah and so i i miss it and so i'm also nostalgic for that as well yeah
1: Hmm. I remember those things so clearly, or I know for me, I remember like my senior year of high school the first time that I did a play that I like, re- like emotionally something connected to it. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah, cried on stage or something. Uh, but I was like, Oh, this is something that it's not just something that's out. I'm projecting something physically outward, like connected to something
0: emotionally too. Yeah. I remember learning that. Yeah. 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 And, and I, and I think that's what I was like alluding to in the beginning is like, like that's that beautiful innocence, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And it's so like, 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 um, uh, just the things that you get excited about. It was just like, like, like something happened. Oh my gosh, I don't know what, but it feels great. And you know, Oh yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I totally hear that, feel that. That's like yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you a writer as well? I do write, yeah, yeah. Um I enjoy it. It scares me. <laughs> it scares the crap out of me. But
1: make
0: your own work, is is writing a part of it sometimes? Yeah, it is. It um uh it, it, it initially kind of started as a way to just kind of just process and make sense and just kind of have like a written, you know, record of, of things. And, um, and then it kind of, it kind of morphed, you know what I mean? I th- I think something that was really interesting was, uh, after um, finishing my training at Juilliard and kind of, you know, um, finding my self and my way and my path, I made found my way back into school a little bit. So I just started taking classes at CUNY, just to you know wanting to grow in a different way. And it was really through that experience where like I had to just write more, just academically. And then that kind of then that alongside the dance that I was doing gave me an opportunity to kind of uh, be messy with with my with my writing a little bit. Um, writing. Is so writing for me has been an interesting journey because I became a writer in the context of the academy. I've learned to write in a particular way, so it's very analogous to like my Juilliard training, where I've learned to write in a particular way. I've learned to prioritize like a certain kind of a form and like a certain like approach and what have you. And so, one of the most liberating things I did was when I finally wound up at Columbia um, was. Uh, writing a one-act play um which which i wrote uh two and a half years ago mm-hmm. um and it was it was so scary and so vulnerable i think that's the the word i was searching for it there, it's so, i remember sitting in the room and i was uh with some collaborators and they're gonna read it out loud for the first time and i'm just sitting there and i've i i do not even think i'd felt that way as an actor i'm just like they're gonna read my writing yeah. ah. <laughs> you know? it's so interesting that Mm-hmm. I mean, we know, we know what a play is. right right but i'm scared to try to write one. Oh, it was it was yeah it was it was many things but it was also like there there was that like pride of like like i started this and like i finished it so i worked we the whole total, total process was a year mm-hmm. um it. yeah yeah there was a, a one-act festival through uh through the university and I premiered it there, and and um, uh, it was it was it really taught me a lot because it was totally that whole scenario of like if you build it they will come type of a thing where where I sent out an email to some friends who had seen a play that I was in who were really inspired by it I was really inspired by the play and the response to the play and that just launched this idea of wanting to do my own work um, emailed. 10 friends, eight friends would see the play. Uh, we met, delegated tasks. Uh, you know, um, one friend was going to do like projections, one was going to direct it, one was going to find actors, and started in like August of 2013, produced it and put it up May 2014, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it taught me a lot. Writing, that particular experience of writing taught me. Um, Taught me a lot of things that I didn't realize were, were issues. Um, whereas now I'm kind of like in my like anarchist, like I don't know about institutions now. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Including the form of a play, or you mean the school itself? The, 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 the school itself, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the the whole like thing of a play, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I I it's interesting because I I I guess I keep going back to this word of like like messy because. Um, and it's such a tricky thing, right? Because, like, I don't – it's not that I, I i don't respect form or, like, tradition or, like, heritage. And, like, you know, as an actor, I'm always drawing upon what I learned in, in, in drama school, um, in addition to things I picked along the way. So I don't know if it's that, like, I'm anti – institution as such as much as i'm like there has to be room to just kind of break that you know and and i don't know maybe it's that like i think that tradition shouldn't be so um so strong that you even feel afraid yeah. you know i think maybe that's what it is i'm not i'm not entirely well, sure forms were made in the first mm. place is that somebody did something different mm-hmm. you know so eventually
1: not like
0: what we have right now is going to be the only art form right for the rest of time. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah totally yeah 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 and it's like and 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 i when it, even when i hear people talk like that like what you do, i get so excited you know um and, and and like almost like revved up to like participate in that but then at the same time um it's like almost kind of a, a tragedy because like I think maybe what stops a lot of people from that kind of pursuit is like the the reality of like the constraints like you know what I mean like you know everyone and I, I totally get it I'm the same way everybody wants to live and everybody wants to provide for themselves and their family and um, yeah I you mean, know. the dream is I mean, I mean there's a lot of things that go into it
1: how you want to be making your money but it would be
0: nice to make your entire living as an artist mm-hmm. yeah yeah yeah
1: Yeah. But then you also you know, if you're not into making action movies and that's <laughs> the only thing you're
0: getting to do to make all that living as an artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, do that, but, so. I yeah, yeah. And it's it's funny because uh this whole year I've actually agonized over that topic like to no end with like other actors of color like men and women And, you know, just getting to a point where, like, this past year especially was really interesting. I I say that this past year and a half was um, kind of... Because like I had you know like uh, just like a string of like successes and and like they were like really putting me at like a higher and higher level like as a New York actor, and and it was really exciting. But the downside to that, or the the other kind of side of that coin, is that it put me at a place where I could kind of see the politics of the business much more intimately. And 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 it was funny because every single time I would talk to a friend that was like over it, you know what I mean? That was like like over it. Like I'm going to L.A. I'm just going to do the, the 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 stereotypical shit. Like blah blah blah. It's what you want me to do. Whatever in the moment i'd be like yeah i'm going to i'm going to la i'm just like they want me to do this anyway i'm going to do that but then i'd like go home and i'd be like that's actually not what i want to do yeah. like that's no like not not even a little bit yeah. so it's it's it, it's so tricky and and like then you're just like, you know, like, why do I even have to be in this position of, you know, having to uh, make it an either this or that? Like, you know, why is it so difficult or why is it, you know, and and I think that's why I said, like, it's a it's, it's a tragedy. Like when when I see a friend of mine who's like at that point where he's just like my integrity is getting me nowhere and i totally sympathize because i'm also just like you know um like i had an, a really really interesting experience uh 2 years ago i was doing a a play here in the city uh which actually with a former classmate of mine our first time working together since school yeah. um, which classmate uh john egan oh. yeah yeah and, and oh god and um it was it was honestly like it was like old times i mean john was like my my suite mate in school and uh oh it was it was amazing at one point I was just like i don 't know what they got themselves into because we were just like together when we were two of us together we were like such jokesters um but anyway we 're doing that play and um and I I played a role that that in in the rehearsal process did become a bit of a well I I tried to make it as dynamic as I could, and there were certain aspects of it that were were stereotypical. So I played a, a servant in a, a in a a restoration comedy, and you know auditioning for the play, doing the first read through, the first half of the rehearsal process, like I never really got it. It never really read to me as like that's what I'm pr- putting out there. But it was subtle, like subtle and not so subtle things. Like, I remember getting my costume. I remember scenes where I'm reprimanded by my master, type of a thing, and, and what have you. And so we're doing the play, we're doing the play, and it just kind of, like, hit me at once. I was like, I wanted to do this play because I wanted the challenge of, A, I was like, I want to work with a dear friend, B, I was like, I want to, I'd have to learn a, you know, I'd have to practice an RP dialect, I was like, that's exciting, um, and I'd be working, you know, with, you know, really great actors, um, and so there were a lot of selling points, and and, and all those things I definitely got. And then, um, as part of the process of performing the play, we would do a talk back with, um, uh, middle school and high school kids mostly public school students so by virtue of that like mostly students of color and, and what have you mm-hmm. and I'll never forget um in one of the talkbacks and, and, and every single talkback, I was pretty quiet. Cause I think at that point, I'd really sort of become uncomfortable with like what I was projecting. And so this, this young lady, uh, she couldn't have been maybe more than 13 or 14 years old, um, asked me, raised her hand and she's like, I, I have a question for the actor who played Sir Fag. And, uh, and she was like, were you uncomfortable with your role? And the kind of st- I yeah I like that was I was that was exactly my reaction I was like she just opened the can of worms but but so then I asked her to if she could elaborate a little bit and she kind of backed away she's like oh no no I was like no 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 and I was like no 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 I understand exactly what you're trying to ask me I just don't think exactly I was like I just don't think that we as a room get it so I was like I get it but just elaborate and she was like well you were the only black person on stage and you were playing a servant how did that make you feel. And and it was it was so like in in that moment is when I think I stopped becoming like because something else that happens as actors is we do get a bit self righteous we're like well so and so took that role I don't get it so and so is not representing women well or like men well or like you know and and I realized that like part of the tragedy is that for many actors who don't have power either because of gender or race. It really does come to that. It really does come down to do I want to have a paycheck and do I want to provide for my family? Do I want to work? And that's when I finally got it, like the, the scope of the problem. And I realized that, like, there are so many different tragedies. There's the tragedy of, like, me having to even kind of put that image out for this young person. And there was the other part of it where it was just like I hadn't acted in six months. I was dying to do a play. You know, and, and and that's 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 kind of that, you know. Um, and but that moment really made me much, much, much more sympathetic to like, you know, really what we are, I guess, dealing with, like as as artists, you know. Yeah. Did you see Timmy the Shrew* in the part? I missed it. it. Yeah. I, it was I, yeah. Really good, oh, I cool. Somebody had
1: posted on Facebook before uh. I thought that that the servant roles were all being played by black women. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw it, and I, I since I had, had the thought in my head mm-hmm. from that post, I was kind of watching for it. And there's another black in playing, I think, Baptista, the father. Also, mm-hmm. but I didn't know how to feel about it because
0: it was it was awkward that that was the way it was. Yeah, but those yeah. Films are also really funny parts. like, those are parts Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. But the fact that it's a dynamic and
0: mm-hmm. all casting is like. Did you, did yeah. You know, yeah, I, I I oh yeah, totally. Uh, and it's funny because in high school, the role that I I the, the one of the first plays I did was Taming of the Shrew and Grumio. <laughs> oh, word word. <laughs> I yeah, I like I, I now I kind of either want to play Tranio or Lucentio. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I love that play. I yeah. It too. It's really I mean it's,
1: it's hard to do and people have a lot of different takes on it. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Maybe
0: because it was my first Shakespeare play. I've right. I no, I, I totally hear. You. I've like so much, and it's one of those plays where I'm just like, oh, I would love to do that. I'd love to like, you know, it's funny. I've never seen a production of it live. Um, I, the one that I did in high school, and I've like read it a million times, and like done monologues and scenes from it. But yeah, but no, it was it was interesting when you're when you were talking about um, on one hand, these are funny, funny parts, but there's like the like contemporary context and what have you, and something that was really really a, a, an amazing experience um summer of 2013 um i worked with the classical theater of harlem for the first time um on their play midsummer night's dream and i was one of the mechanicals um and that that was one of those like life changing um experiences for me as an actor i tell people that i spent 13 years like trying to understand what it meant when people said the arts can transform people and communities and i'd never seen that until i worked at the classical theater of harlem for like many reasons i had never seen an audience like full of people who look like me who were by uh, opening night we had a couple. Of, this was in Marcus Garvey Park in in uh, Harlem on One Twenty Second in Lenox. This gorgeous, gorgeous amphitheater and and what have you. And uh, the story of the classical guitar was actually really interesting. But the opening night we had about a couple hundred people. By closing night we had twenty four hundred. We were filled to capacity. We had people who were. It was the most like I have the picture on my Facebook wall to this day. It's like like it, it, goosebumps like when I think about it. When I think about the things that happened, and um. I'll never forget during one of the early rehearsals a uh, director uh, the the first uh uh black director I had for Shakespeare Uh, I'll never forget it. He just kept saying, you you know, he kept talking to us about how, like, what we're doing is so, in a way, groundbreaking. It's different. It's, you know, so just go with it, you know. And he's like, you will have stories after this run, trust me. And, and like, and and he was right. The things that happened during that show were just amazing. But there's something he said that I'll never forget. We were rehearsing a scene for The Mechanicals. And he kept talking about, like, how in the script it says, enter the clowns. And, and like, we're talking about, like, you know, honoring that uh, circumstance, honoring that part of the play. But what I so appreciated, we had a moment where we talked about, like, the specificity of comedy and the specificity of the things that make the mechanicals funny. And so all the bits we had, he talked about, like, we want to honor the script, we want to be funny, but let's be deliberate because what we don't want to do is just portray buffoons on stage. And I remember, like... I so appreciated appreciated that because that's not a conversation I'd ever had, you know? And I remember being so moved because I was like, wow, like, you can actually do a play and talk about, like, what a play meant then versus what it can mean now and, like, what we can do to kind of mitigate that uh, and be respectful but also not, like, off- you know, be unnecessarily offensive. And I remember being so, like, I like guess a young black actor who... Is like now being reinitiated into this world who has like a history of like feeling underrepresented and is now having this kind of conversation that made such a profound impact on me. Um, and he talked about like how, like, what makes the mechanicals funny to him. And he talked about like how we can translate that to a Harlem audience, and he talked about how, like, you know, we're putting on stage young men who love each other. And our black men. And he's like, and that's not something we see. And like, who are just doing their banter, the th- thing you do on the basketball court. Or like, and everything we did, it was funny. The audience like ate it up, but it was, it was. It was grounded, you know, and so it's totally what you're saying. It's like it's like, yeah, the dynamic, it's like they're funny and they're this and yeah, they're servants. But, you know, and so I don't know for me, I, I again, I wouldn't tell somebody like don't play Groomio, don't play this. But I do think that that should be a part of the table work and the process. Like, how do we do this in a way that takes into account the implications, but also, you know, honors the play, you know? I th- I'm. I'm. I'm not a director, but I, I. I. I think you can do it. I. I hope you can. Think you can. Yeah. At least have the conversations
1: and we'll see where it leads. Mm-hmm. Is there anything from the past couple years that you're really proud
0: of that you want to tell me about? A like lesson you've learned. It doesn't have to be like a huge event. but... Hmm. Um. I think. Oh wow. That's like. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. It's a hard one. I like it. Um. I mean I think I'm I'm proud of the fact that I've been able to um I think get 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 to a point where I can I think getting back into the field, you know, was uh pretty exciting and I think um you know continuing to learn the lessons and also tell my story. Um I never um I, I never really felt like like the whole concept of like being like a a mentor or like you know being somebody whose story like mattered and like being someone whose story people wanted to hear is not something i really like like felt like because whether i it's because i thought i was young or because i thought i was like well i'm just trying to make it in the city, what's important about that or what's special about that. So feeling like, you know, I'm now in a place where I can kind of tell my story in a way that kind of offers I don't know, whatever it, you know, it offers to other people, you know, I'm I'm really happy with and and just kind of you know, allowing myself to, you know, write my own narrative, which is, you know, which is scary and I think I fail at it sometimes. I mean, most times, right? But um but, you know, yeah, just just um, you know, kind of making that choice to, you know, write that narrative for for myself you know and and uh it's a struggle i i feel like i say it and 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 like uh and maybe by saying it i'm conveying it's easy in words and it's not <laughs> it's a struggle every day um but you know Even by saying it though i feel like that's a, a huge step because oh yeah like solidifying
1: it for yourself or reminding yourself that this is what i'm
0: this is what i'm doing oh yeah this, this is what i'm doing and, and it's also it's like this is what i what i what i want to be doing you know like like um not what you know i th- think i should be doing and blah 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 and so i guess now the the challenge for me is kind of finding ways or practices to kind of reinforce that for myself and and this ties back into why doing my own work is so important for me um you know earlier today i was meeting with a a friend uh, who's also a collaborator and he's doing this beautiful beautiful work with um he has this program called Everybody Dance Now And uh, he's just such an inspiring guy Like like a typical African, he was uh, pre-med In school uh, Decided he didn't want to be a doctor um, Fell in love with dance, we met through dance uh, Just became, you know, good friends through that uh, He's a Nigerian, I'm a Kenyan So there's that And, you know, decided that, like, he wanted to Create healthy communities, but do it through dance And so he has this non And we were talking about uh, All these ideas we had for, like, you know Dance in schools and curriculum And, like and like um, collaborating and and just doing that, and just like how much that like fed me, and how much it was like, like I remember walking away from the meeting, and I was like it was it was just this moment of like um of, of like i actually spend my time worrying about like a casting director i spend my time worrying about like when i'm gonna get to broadway or you know i was just like it really does and i was just like this is so exciting this is so important this is so fun this is so whatever and i was just like why do i give a shit yeah. <laughs> was like, yeah. you know Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, so I think it's, it's, it's finding those practices, you know, and and I'm, I'm convinced that like, part of it is like, is doing my own stuff. And I think the reason I was resistant for for a long time is, uh, part of it is like the simple aspect of like the commitment thing. Like, you know, it's like, you know, if I started, I got to finish it, you know? Um, and that was really scary. And then part of it maybe felt unfair in a way because because of the way that a lot of actors would pitch it. You know, so for example, um, there's an interview that Don Cheadle gave um, where he was just like, "Oh, you you have to do your own work nowadays because um, Hollywood is doing blockbusters, and if you want to do your own story, you have to like do your own work, do your own work." And there was a way that they were pitching it, which kind of made it seem like. Uh, what's the word De- defeatist in a way like do your own work because there's no work for you and and to an extent that that is true for you know even if you talk to Katori Hall that's kind of her point of departure she's just like I picked up a play in college I didn't see any roles for myself so I decided to write that role that's the case for a lot of playwrights so I get that but I think for me it was getting to a point where it was like where I didn't want that to be the reason why well, well, that's true and that's been true for myself as well it's now like I'm doing my own work because I I'm moved by these things that I want to kind of see out there or i i 'm uh, um, like this one thing um, that I want to do that I'm working on now has been like, you know, like I've seen this story kind of told in this way. I've seen the story told in that way. They're both valid, but I think what's missing is this. And that's what I want to insert, you know? And that to me is more inspiring, is being like, like this is what I want to offer. Like this is the uh, the voice I want to add to the chorus, you know? Um, and it's not to displace anybody, but it's just to kind of add to what's already there. And like that is what really now is like fueling me, you know? yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, adding a new point of view... like and and also also like participating in, in 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 that whole like uh what we were talking about earlier the whole like you know um i things are in flux now like where is it going to go like i mean a lot of the theater i've done which is interesting has been non-traditional spaces um whether it's you know the shakespeare uptown in the park whether it's you know um uh site specific work and and so i'm just like i see the movement happening even with something like a sleep no more. Um, Um, the immersive theater piece downtown where i feel like people are really challenging this relationship between the performer and the audience they're challenging kind of where art can even be performed and um and that to me is exciting i'm just like you know as that's unfolding i kind of want to you know see how i can where i kind of fit into that movement and like where it's going to go and you know and like those things are yeah are very exciting yeah yeah But I was going to ask what it's like for you and your partner to be in a relationship with fellow artists. Uh what it's like for us to be together as uh-huh with another dancer. Yeah, it's um uh it's been it's been oh yeah, that's it's been so interesting because um uh, I'm trying to figure out how to uh, pra- uh, phrase this. Like, like as we're growing as like a a a, a partnership, as we're growing like individually and artists uh, individually and as artists, the, they've all kind of like come together in beautiful ways and like messy ways that, and 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 what have you. Like, um, so just like very practically, um, it's a very bad day when you both have a shitty audition. <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean or like or you know when you're both feeling like i don't want to dance anymore i don't want to act anymore you know and and like you know it's been such a, like a journey of figuring out like how can we support each other how can we like not bring each other down how can we um lift each other up you know how can you know all those all those things you know so it's been a it's been a journey of like um I don't want to say figuring out how to like separate all that but like uh but but figuring out that a they do intersect and like how how they intersect. With that said, there's something really beautiful about having somebody who who like who gets it. You know what I mean? And and some and like and there's something beautiful about being like somebody who will just let you kind of like it was interesting. There was one day uh, I I forget what the thing was, but uh, Julia was like, I just want to feel shitty for a few minutes. You know what I mean? And I remember that like it's probably like a footnote in like a relationship, but I remember being like, yeah, like. That's how I feel sometimes. I'm like, screw positive like yeah, no, it's important, like, to be positive and but I was just like, you know what, just give me five minutes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just just like let me have my five minutes to feel like crap. I promise I'll move on. And there's something it so can you that together, Yeah. You know? Oh yeah, totally, totally. And that's been like so wonderful to have. You know, to just to have somebody who's just like, I get it. I totally get it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's hmm.
1: Inspired. Are there any like concrete things that you
0: reach for again and again, like a book or a place to go? Oh yeah, like a yeah, thing? yeah. I am a, a big nature guy, and I have my my spots. I'm I, you know, just something as simple as just sitting by water, like going to like a pier at Riverside or what have you, and just sitting down, um, and just and, and like with no agenda, just sitting and being quiet. I'm just like kind of taking in nature um journaling a little bit helps um you know uh physical activity like going to uh the gym and just kind of being in my zone but but things that allow me to be introspective and things that sort of take me away from like the hustle and bustle, so like going to a park and just like sitting by myself are uh, like super super therapeutic, yeah. sleep sleep no more is so expensive <laughs> Did you see it recently? i i saw it yeah it is i saw it years ago oh. when, within the first year it started oh yeah oh wow. it's 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 amazing it's cool. yeah i love it do you remember the duet with the door i think i, I forget which character oh, I think I walked back and like watched that like th- several times throughout the night. Um, yeah, I loved Sleep No More. There's a a, a a beautiful, beautiful play that I saw when I was workshopping a play in Connecticut um, up at Yale Rep. Uh, one of the readings that I saw is actually getting produced later this year. Um, it's a, a wonderful playwright, Basil K- Kral- Krimmendorf. The play is called Orange uh, Julius. Uh, it's going to be produced by the Rattlestick Theater. And it is I butchered her for uh uh Basil's last name, I apologize. But <laughs> the play is gorgeous. It's just so funny and so smart and like so moving and so touching. So I saw the reading of it and it's gonna be produced by Rattlestick, and so I think it's premiering November or December, I wanna say. But yeah, yeah. But I'm I'm excited to see it stage, so yeah. Well, thank you so much for Oh, thank you. My pleasure. Thank you so much.
1: are coming soon please look for us on Facebook and iTunes I'd like to thank the following people for their generosity the Compass cover art is by Kim Miller music by Brendan Spieth audio assistance from Nick Choksi and a special thanks to Frankie J. Alvarez see you next time